are on the uh, on the place where it all started. Yeah, this bed, which is the site of all our victories and our defeats. I'm going to make challah for the first time in a while today because my boyfriend has requested that challah be made, which, as you know, as a Jewish woman, is the most powerful experience one can have. Yeah, eating challah. Eating challah made by me, but also, I mean, as a Jewish woman, being asked to make challah by your man. Yeah, it kind of means he got him in the bag. Absolutely. Got him in the bag, got him in the sack. It's weird how those two things have different connotations. I know, isn't that interesting? Um, Yeah, so I'm nervous about that process, mostly because it's sort of tedious, but I'm excited to do it with him, and then tomorrow we might go to his very first ever Shabbat service. Oh, he has never been to a Shabbat service? No, I mean, he's not Jewish. Okay, okay. Right. So <laughs> that'll keep you away from Shabbat services. But he's he's interested in converting. He hasn't told me whether he wants to go to this particular one or not, but it'll be exciting if we do go. What is he technically now? What type of... Just a nothing. Generic Protestant? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, his family was not particularly religious growing up, so not even generic Protestant. I guess like from Protestant background in that not from Catholic background. Okay, yeah. But but nothing exciting or fun, like no, no snake handling or anything no like that. No snake handling. I think his birth father was really religious, but there he's not really a part of his life now. Okay. Right. So just a southern good old Southern boy. Oh, he's a Southern boy. Yeah, he's from Georgia. Oh. It's really works for me as a fellow Southern Belle. Wow. Yeah, it's special. I love that guy. I'm dating a central Massachusetts lady, (laughs) and I'm a central Massachusetts kind of... Bitch. Yeah, bitch, really. (laughs) So we run our mouths in similar ways. It uh, it makes life just I'm going to have to meet this girl sometime, you know. You're gonna. You're gonna. She wants to meet you. Aww. That's so sweet. She seems really nice. She is super Like in a way that I am not. Um... Yeah, I would say that's true. Oh my god, you bitch. I mean, I feel like I'm kind but acerbic. Yes, yes. And she just seems like nice. Goofy. She's a goofball. Oh, that's so so sweet. Very sweet. I love her already. When's the wedding? Uh... Since your Jewish mother doesn't do things like that for you because Mm. she's a robot, I will be taking over that role. At this time. I was thinking about, like, do I want you to officiate my wedding at some point? Oh, that's so sweet for you to even think of. I know. Yeah. So when will I be seeing grandchildren? Oh, my God. Anyway. Um... Yeah, how are you? I guess we kind of just did that. <laughs> yeah, we kind of covered how I am. How are you? I went to a restaurant last night. Wow. Time, Beautiful. Which was uh, totally out there. I went to a restaurant this morning and got breakfast. Yeah, I had my first dine-in experience recently, and it was a revelation. Was it the most amazing experience you've had? It was pretty nice. I went to this diner that we have in New England, Greg's. And I got some desserts and a beer with our mutual friend. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely more transcendent than just a normal diner experience, you know? Which is already pretty transcendent. Yeah, yeah, it already is. I would say it's 5% of the reason why I continue to be a lot. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I really miss diners. What else is new? Oh, oh, I started planting cactuses. Oh, Oh, you got cactus seeds? I didn't get seeds. I got a cactus in the mail. Okay, well, that's still sweet. Well, that's a very cute project you've started. I got a cactus, and I'm growing it in Lika. Oh. Light, L-E, let me look up what the hell it stands for. L-E-C-A. I'm growing this cactus in... 
Linguica. Yeah, and linguica. No, it's <laughs> just some pure sausage. So sog. Oh yeah, lika. Okay, it stands for lightweight expanded clay aggregate. Interesting. It's basically marbles made out of like clay that's porous. Wow. That sounds cool. Sounds like it would look cool. It looks cool. It looks like cocoa pebbles. So it's, you know, it's less messy than dirt. It's airy. I have to hydroponically water it, you know, with the Mm -hmm. fertilizer water. And I'm just testing it out. Uh, Apparently, it's pretty good for succulents and things that like fast draining soil. Right. I just got cactus mix and then I amended it with one half perlite to make it fast draining. But that's also legit. Yeah. So that's exciting. That's exciting. Still working on my secret um, secret Talmud coding project. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's going really well from what I've seen. It's been going very well. I'm very excited. It's a, a bit of a collabo with a professor of Talmud. Hopefully I'll be able to show it to people and have people use it to study. Yeah. Maybe in the fall. Oh, I have to tell you something. <laughs> said about our show. Oh. She said... Your show is so good. Wow. It's a little bit like getting validation from a queer about your gender. Um, in that it doesn't work. It, in that it doesn't work. Right. Why do you think I date straight men? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. The only usable source of validation. For some reason, I just got an image in my head of straight men being very similar to hermit crabs. Yeah. Checks out from what I understand. They are kind of like hermit crabs. Um, They're very cute and they're fun to kind of put in your hand and they tickle the hand and then you throw them back in the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what are we going to talk about today? What are we going to talk about? Okay. I have brought you a little bit of Mishnah that I have been studying with my Havruta. Ooh la la. You finally brought Mishnah of Odazara like I told you to. Yes, yes. I've decided I to bring it. I love that. I'm so glad. I'm very excited to bring this. Are you enjoying your Hevruta time with that Hevruta that I hooked you up with? I am. I'm enjoying it. It's like stretching my brain a lot. Mm-hmm. My Hevruta knows a lot more of the language than I do. I'm like riding on the coattails of my Hevruta. And I kind of like that. It's good for me. You know, it's mm-hmm. like drinking from the fire hose in terms of like Hebrew grammar and just figuring out how to actually look up stuff. So that's good. But I can actually talk to you about the content. Yeah, I can yeah. tell you a little bit. Tell us about the content. Okay, Avodazara. Hava, do you know what Avodazara is about? Uh, it's I've heard it's a, might be about idol worship. Yeah, idol worship or strange worship or activities that are not considered the norm for Jews. Right. They fall outside the Jewish purview. They fall outside the Jewish purview. So Mishnah Vodazara is dealing with how you deal with those situations, how you relate to Gentiles around Mm -hmm. you. So that's what this Mishnah is talking about. There's a corresponding Masechet and Talmud that pontificates on this Mishnah. I just want to talk about the Mishnah and go a little bit into the Talmud. The line that I'm bringing you is the following. Ein mochrin lachem duvin va'arayot v'chol davar sheyesh bo... Nezek Larabin, which means don't sell bears and lions or anything that can cause injury to the public or damage the community to Gentiles. Okay, interesting. The first thing I wonder about is what all is included in anything that might cause damage to the community. Like, can I sell like state secrets? That's interesting. Okay. Can you sell? And what is the community, you know? The word here is larabim, which is literally like the multitude. So is it like anything that will cause danger to the general public? 
or to the Jewish multitude only? Well, I think it means the general public, and I think you can intuit that based on some other stuff I can talk about. Yeah, why Why not? Why can't we do this? Why does the Talmud want to restrain our free markets? It seems to be that you're complicit. The Jerusalem Talmud seems to be saying that you are complicit in the hurting of other people, like if you are an accessory to that. Why do you say the Jerusalem Talmud? Because the Jerusalem Talmud, when they discuss this portion, they actually talk about it in relationship to gladiator battles. Oh. Yes. Interesting. So this might have come about specifically to prevent us from selling dangerous animals to the gladiator. Right. Zone. I wasn't able to find a very easily searchable Jerusalem Talmud online, but mm-hmm. according to Stuart Rubin in Hakira, the Flatbush Journal of Jewish Law and Thought, Volume 26, in the Jerusalem Talmud, when discussing this particular Mishnah, a rabbi or the rabbis say, one who sits in a stadium is a shedder of blood. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I never really before this moment have thought too much about the rabbis and gladiator of gladiator fame intersecting. It's weird. You kind of think that they're in different worlds or universes, but Raish Lakish, our our favorite uh, bandit. Hottie, mask top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, who jumped into the water to ogle Rabbi Yochanan. Mm-hmm. He, in addition to being a bandit, he told A pussy bandit. A pussy bandit. No, a bussy oh, bandit. Oh, a bu- yes, he's a bussy bandit. And also, he was a gladiator. He talks about it. Wow, that's hot. Let's just come out and say it. Yes. It's controversial and brave. For you to say it? Yeah, exactly. Or for him to be it? Both. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> to be a hot gay Jewish rabbi gladiator... That's, you know, hashtag girl boss. So it seems like the rabbis don't want you to sell bears or lions, not because they might be used to hurt you, but they might be used to hurt anyone at all in the community. Right. Because anyone could end up in the gladiator zone. Exactly. Anyone can go. So we can't watch the gladiators and we can't participate in the mercantile elements of gladiator. Yeah, and I think what's interesting, this is occurring in the context of Avodah Zara, which is talking a lot about idol worship. Before this, there was a Mishnah about you shouldn't be selling a white rooster to a Gentile because they might use it in like their like divination. Yeah, but you can if you like cut off one of the rooster's toes. Because wow. that, like, they're not going to use it. Right. Nobody wants to use a rooster that's missing a toe for divination. No. no it just doesn't come out the same. That's a shit rooster. It's right. It's a garbage rooster. But if you sell them, say, 12 roosters, and one of them is a white rooster, and it's whole, you can assume that they're buying the 12 roosters for some, like, Interesting. Other, other purpose. So, so if I sell them 12 bears... <laughs> <laughs> if they buy a baker's dozen bears, then right. clearly this isn't for like a it's war game. It's for their bear herd. It's for their bear herd. I've actually eaten bear, you know. You have? Yeah, I've eaten a bear heart and bear liver, bear sausage. It's a big thing in Washington. You can hunt like one bear per year on your hunting license. Whoa. Yeah. They're really like the cows of the forest because they mostly eat berries most of the time. Oh, okay. So I found it to be quite delicious. Okay, wow. Yeah, and, you know, very primal. Also, I just have to say this. I keep thinking of the song from Hercules. Who puts the glad in gladiator? 
Raish Lakish. Oh my God. So that's all I have to say about that. I just was watching that with Grunge Girl. Hercules? Yeah. It's my favorite Disney movie. Really? Interesting. Yeah. This is a big digression, listeners, but I think Megara from Hercules was the first time I saw a Disney princess that was also a bitch. And oh. as a child, I was like, you can be hot and a bitch. Anyway, let's rein ourselves back in. So is this gladiator prohibition just because the rabbis think gladiator? Turness is unethical or because gladiator vibes are somehow connected to Avodazara, like to idol worshiping practices. Well, I don't know. I didn't read the Jerusalem Talmud, but there is a question of why is this particular ruling occurring in the section about strange worship practices? Right. Are they metaphorically equating these war games to the worship practices of a people that they are not? Right. I mean, I don't know enough about gladiator contests to say whether they were religious events. Listeners, if you know about gladiator contests, please write in or call in and tell us. But it does make me think about this idea of capitalism as like a death cult. I don't know if you're familiar with this. I guess I'm going to say metaphor. Like the Trump and the masks. Mm -hmm. and kind of like, I don't care. I'm willing to die. It's good for the economy. Or right. Like this is just sort of an understanding that for capitalism, dying to fuel the system is not like a regrettable necessity, but is actually like a feature and a virtuous thing to do. You know, like you should go out and die. Yeah, I immediately, when you showed me this Mishnah, felt like there might be a connection here. The gladiator contests, as I understand it, are uh, involve, right, a lot of bloodshed and death. Mm -hmm. If you sort of hold by the idea that this kind of entertainment was sort of vital to the sustenance of the Roman Empire, I feel like there is a connection there to like the sort of idolization of death as the lube in the economic system. Yeah, I think these Tanaitic Jews could have been trying to not involve themselves in the sort of cult-like, quote-unquote, worship practices of Romans. Right. Maybe they didn't think of it in the exact sort of death cult terms, but I'm pretty sure they didn't like the Roman Empire, and maybe they saw the connection no, yeah. between gladiators and the Roman Empire, and they were like, don't participate in that. Don't perpetuate the Roman Empire. Okay. Then there's like this other take, which is like Babylonian take. Mm -hmm. Babylonian Talmud take, which is, okay, if you look at the sentence, it's don't sell bears and lions and all things that are damaging to the community, to Gentiles. Mm -hmm. So does that mean that bears and lions are actually not in the category of all things that are damaging mm -hmm. to the community? So they do this annoying little logic game. Right. They don't actually explicitly say this, but implicitly they start talking about, well, why are lions and bears banned? Right. Oh, they're kind of similar to large beasts. Let's go back to the section on large beasts. They totally miss the obvious point. Right. Interesting. Which is annoying. Yeah, it does seem kind of annoying. It was totally annoying. <laughs> also, something important to know, especially because this is a Tanaitic text from the Mishnah era, is that almost certainly no one was listening to the rabbis. The reason they put this in a Mishnah is because people were probably selling tons of bears and lions to the Romans and they were like fuck those guys yeah yeah Fucking that's true preps. you don't have a law unless someone broke it before you right. made it especially in the mishnah because in the mishnah the rabbis are still basically sort of just nerds in their basement okay got it, got it. so they're very much not the normative 
makers of Judaism yet. Yeah, so I feel like this Mishnah had a lot. It had a nice moral teaching that I right. generally agree with. Disney references. Disney references. Animals. Animals. I love Animal Talmud of all <laughs> kinds. I feel like that's like a theme park. Animal Talmud. Yeah. Yeah, I would go there to Talmud World. So yeah, that's what I brought for wow. today. I loved it. I laughed. I cried. Wow. Well, thanks for tuning in. Dear listeners, we are working on some cool stuff. We're going to have a really cool patron episode next week where Never Angeline North is going to be returning to the show. That's right. And then for our main series episode next week, we're going to be taking a week off and releasing one of our old patron episodes for the general public. So we hope you all enjoy that. We hope you email us at you at gmail.com or call in to the Talmud hotline, which you can find in the description or text. I think that's all we need you to do other than your constant stream of devotion and bears and lions that you continue to sell to us. I want the bears. I'm petting a bear right now that a listener sent us. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very big. Yeah. Cool. Well, you guys are the best. You are. And we will talk to you soon. Uh, Shavuot Tov. Shavuot Tov. <laughs> <laughs>